Welcome to Sense by Meg Fora, the podcast that's brought to you by ParentSense, the app that takes guesswork out of parenting. If you're a new parent, then you are in good company. Your host, Meg Fora, is a well-known OT, infant specialist, and the author of eight parenting books. Each week, we're going to spend time with new mums and dads just like you to chat about the week's wins, the challenges, and the questions of the moment. Subscribe to the podcast, download the ParentSense app, and catch Make Here every week to make the most of that first year of your little one's life. And now, meet your host. Hi, and welcome back, mums and dads. It's always good to have you join us here on Sense by Meg Fora. I'm Meg Fora, your host, and it is my delight always to be able to share some wisdom about your baby's journey. And one of the big highlights that I have over the last year is being able to connect with one specific mom and actually track her journey with her little one over the course of the year. Now, this is a huge commitment, let me tell you. So I've been looking for another mom to start tracking a journey of their little baby. And it's a huge commitment to every single week show up and actually share, you know, sometimes the really gritty journey about sleep deprivation, about feeding problems, about developmental questions. Um, but that's exactly what Cass has done. Cass has been with us for pretty much coming up for a year. We first chatted with her. And if you have haven't heard that very first interview and podcast, you must go and listen. It was the week that Max was born and had a fairly traumatic week after he was born in which he was quite ill and in the ICU. And we've tracked Max all the way through his first year and he is an absolutely thriving, bonny, gorgeous baby boy. So Cass, it is with absolute delight that I welcome you back for what is coming up close to one year of podcast together. I know, I know. It is absolutely crazy to think that Max is going to be one in a few weeks. I can't really believe it. Cass, what is it? Is it two weeks time that he's he's going to be one? So he's 49 weeks. So it's three weeks. Three weeks. Three yeah. Weeks. So yeah. it was about at 52 weeks. Well, actually it was at, at 40 weeks gestation that you and I mm. went for a walk together. And I can remember thinking to myself, gosh, you know, Cass is, she's such a competent woman. She's got very high benchmarks and standards for herself. I just hope <laughs> she isn't setting the bar too high for this little one. But Cass, to have joined you on your journey has just been absolutely incredible because it really has been an incredible year, first year of Max's life. Some some tears along the way, but yeah. predominantly, you know, some really, really amazing stories with this little boy. But actually, you know, it's an amazing point that you make because I think one of the biggest learning curves and favors that I've done myself over the last year is being a bit kinder to myself and not putting that pressure on myself. You know, you have to, if you're somebody that likes to have a level of control (laughs) in life, you you have to relinquish all control because you know, you can't, this, this person that comes into your life, they're their own individual human. And Max is a very strong willed individual human. He, he is. is his mother's daughter. Um, <laughs> his a daughter, mother's son. son. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> I am my mother's daughter for sure. <laughs> but, you know, and I've had to kind of, what I've learned to actually love that about him rather mm-hmm. than feel frustrated almost with myself that I can't fit him into a mold that I thought I, that sort of preconceived Mm. idea that I had in my head for, and weaning is a classic example. And I actually listened to the weaning episode not too long ago where we first started talking 
talking about it. And in it, I talk about how excited I am about weaning. Yes. (laughs) And I was listening to it and I thought, oh, you poor naive lady. (laughs) 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 Because the image I portray in that podcast of what I thought weaning was going to be (laughs) is not what weaning was or is. That's incredible. And so it, but the, but you know, you're, you get so excited about introducing flavors and you cook this food and, you know, I love cooking anyway. And I love, you know, cooking for my husband and he goes, mm, this is delicious. I love that experience. Yeah. You, a baby doesn't care. It's yeah. not going to be polite if the baby doesn't like it. And Max is going through a bit of a phase now where he'll eat, but then he'll, it's almost like he gets bored or he doesn't really, you know, he's had enough and he just starts going, <laughs> <laughs> your food (laughs) (laughs) which is not what you want to hear (laughs) no not at all so if there are any new mums or or not so new the the understanding that it's not it was nothing to do with me Mm -hmm. all I had to do or could do was show up be give him everything I had to give and when I say that I mean within my capability and not mm. worry if I felt I wasn't giving enough. I w- as long as I was giving, mm-hmm. you know, what I, what I had trying to give beyond that as well, that, you know, yeah. that mum guilt that we've spoken about a lot, it's been a real journey for me as well as all the development that Max has been going through. Yeah. And it is, you know, and I think, I mean, there's a lovely term that we call matrescence, which is like adolescence, which is the movement of a child through to an adult. And and we give them nine years to do it and they progress through it and we make a lot of allowances. And I mean, I've got a teenager in my home. So when, when, they, when they're moody, you make allowances and you understand that this is the hormones and like it, it's a slow progression to adulthood. Mm. Um, and here you've got a period of pretty much, you know, kind of 21 months or, you know, a, a year and nine months in which, you know, you've actually have a complete transformation of a human being. And it's not the baby that's the transformation. Mm-hmm. It's us as women. And it is, it's a massive thing. I mean, a couple of things in your conversation are sparked for me. The one is, you, I think we've mentioned it once before in one of the episodes, but it might have even more relevance for you now is this concept of good enough parenting. And, mm. you know, it's such an important concept that was it was developed by um, a guy called Donald Winnicott, and he was just so important in, you know, mother-infant psychology, really, and in, and in, and and in relationships and bonding. And he talks about the fact that you know, if if you're a perfect mother, not that such a thing exists, but if you a, a, a try to be a perfect mother, you actually, in fact, do your baby a disservice because it's in the the fractures and the repairs that growth happens. And mm. that's what happens in a good relationship. In a good relationship, we fail our babies. We get it some of the time we, and we get it right and we do it beautifully and wonderfully. And then we really fail sometimes and we don't get it right by our standards, but also by our baby's standards. And um, and in those moments, it's those moments of not getting it right and then repairing it and moving on that mm. actually that, you know, that bonding happens and that human personality develops. So it's important I think for mums to know that actually failure, if you want to term it that, or not hitting the benchmarks that you thought that you think of as perfect parenting is actually better parenting. Definitely. But also I think coming to terms with that mm-hmm. is is something that when I've been trying to be perfect mum mm-hmm. and do it all, you know, hit all the benchmarks and that sort of thing, my general headspace has been so much 
blacker in a way mm. and so you know because the pressure and that that puts takes a real in anything not just parenting that takes such a huge toll on mm. you as a person mentally to try and be perfect mm. whereas actually when you do kind of relinquish some of that control and say okay being good enough is actually all I need to do I'm much brighter and happier mm. and therefore mm. the energy and what I'm giving Max is yeah. so much better yeah. and you know, I, he laughs so much more when mm. I'm going, do you know what? I might get this wrong yeah. rather than yeah. oh, I've got to get it right. Yeah. And you know, it goes all the way through his life. I mean, you, what, I mean, it's a, it will be a lesson that you'll learn as he goes through adolescence that actually failing and telling him that you failed and, and apologizing is actually part of that journey as well. Mm. But for moms who are listening to this and, and good enough parenting might be a new term for you, do go back and listen to one of our podcasts with Lindy Lawrenson. She's a psychologist, a psychotherapist. She's actually originally an OT, then became a psychologist and then psychotherapist. And she has done us an incredible course that's available in the app, which is, which is on the Good Enough Mother. And she takes you through that journey of what it is to be a good enough mother and why it's important to be just good enough and not to be perfect and what that looks like. So, I mean, it's an important part of our journey and something that, you know, you might have in pregnancy have understood on a, on a superficial level, but after a year after being a mum, you really do, you've internalized what it is to, to fail and to be okay with that. I think there's also, it's almost progressed for me as well outside because there's being a good enough mum, but there's also being just a good enough woman mm. and you know the the pressures on all the other things outside of being a mum, whether it be your career the way you look the mm. you know your social life how what you're doing mm. what you're getting up to mm. and trying to add into the mix yeah. a mum as well that yeah. it, it puts a pressure on those things as well mm. you know obviously we know there's a huge change that you're body goes through physically as well that mm. you have to kind of come to terms with and learn to love a different body and the way mm. your clothes fit differently and mm. things like that mm. or there's you know having to do your job that you once had all the time in the world to do when you wanted yeah or cook it or whatever it might be yeah so there's there's a huge adjustment but but it's been really fun and I and I love being able to listen back to the podcast and be like, oh, I remember. I remember that girl. <laughs> Silly woman. Uh, no, uh, it's absolutely yeah. wonderful. A lot of people write into me and say how much they're loving the journey as well. So oh. it's really, it's, it's helped other mums as well identify. Oh, and so what have been some of the joys this week? Tell, tell us, the, we, we often have spoken about the good, the bad and the ugly. Is there some yeah. good this week? <laughs> Do you know what? There's actually loads of good this week. Yeah, he, is, he is a delight at the moment. They go through these phases and he is he is a delight at the moment and even when even when it has been possibly the bad it's kind of been comical so yeah I mean obviously he's walking so we bought his first pair of shoes Um, but that's been hysterical because he obviously has to now learn to walk almost again because he's sort of thinking what are these (laughs) so that is very funny. Um, I saw that you went for one, ones that have got a little bit of a sole. Could you not find the soft leather ones? No. So, I mean, honestly, I could sit and moan now about customer service, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what this podcast is about. No, it was actually a real nightmare. And it's one of those things where I ended up getting them and I couldn't get anything else before we go on holiday next week. And I um, thought I just need something to be able to put on his feet yeah. when we're away. But yeah, unfortunately, and I really did push in the store and I said, look, this one, but yeah, that was the, that was the best. 
This episode is brought to us by ParentSense, the all-in-one baby and parenting app that helps you make the most of your baby's first year. Don't you wish someone would just tell you everything you need to know about caring for your baby? When to feed them, how to wean them, and why they won't sleep? ParentSense app is like having a baby expert on your phone guiding you to parent with confidence. Get a flexible routine, daily tips, and advice personalized for you and your little one. Download ParentSense app now from your app store and take the guesswork out of parenting. I'm going to tell you, and I've just quickly popped onto Amazon because I happen to know that you're in the UK, but a lot of my mums are in South Africa, that if you pop onto the Amazon, there's a shoe called Shoe Shoes, S-H-O-O-S-H-O-O-S, Shoe Shoes. And those are the ones that I am absolutely mad about. They're 23 pounds and free delivery for prime members. So that's that's what I would recommend. So get him a pair of those. The reason I say that is that, I mean, those ones with soles are absolutely perfect and he'll be able to use them as well. But these ones, he won't notice them as shoes. And so he doesn't okay. have to learn to rewalk because it's actually, they're almost like leather booties. Um, okay. You know, they're, they're really awesome. So so those are the shoes that I would go and have a look at. Interestingly, the guy who actually developed that, I mean, I get, I get no kickback from them or anything, don't have a relationship with them at all. But the guy who invented them was a guy who lived two houses up the road from me when I was running oh, really? my company, Baby Sense. And so when he was going through all of his nightmare with his business and and kind of growing it, I was doing the same on my side. So yeah, but they're, they're absolutely gorgeous and you can get little ones that look like Adidas tackies. They're just too cute, but they're actually oh. issues. <laughs> well, because these ones actually, they're pre-walkers because the ones that were for kids that walked, walked they were shoes. And I was, I thought these are too much. I can't yeah. put, so anyway, they are what they are. He has protection for the bottom of his feet when we're walking because he now is just walking everywhere. He's oh. almost stopped crawling unless he yes. needs to get somewhere really fast yes. um, and even then he'll start trying to run fall over himself head first and then get up and crawl <laughs> so <laughs> I mean he yesterday mm. he had his first Alex appeared up the stairs and going oh my gosh and there was just blood because Max <laughs> had fallen and cracked his lip on something yeah. and obviously lips bleed a lot yes. and unless you just you know put bubble wrap on every single mm. surface of your whole it's house gonna happen. you can't avoid these things yes no it certainly is so he happen. is looking a little bit like a bruised peach at the moment but, <laughs> no. but it does seem to be bothering him so it's not no, bothering he's me. adventuring well that's good good exactly. so, so that was the delight yeah. of the first delight of the week was the new shoes yeah. and the fact that he's walking everywhere he, yes, exactly. I think you may have seen a video of his word. I yes. think I said you. Oh, that word. And you know what? I'm going to, you know what I said when you sent me the video of his first word? I wanted to say, I told you so. Yeah, because in our last, in our last um, session together, I said to which was two weeks ago, I said to you, Cass, he is going yeah. to talk in the next two weeks. And sure enough, <laughs> out comes the word hello. And it was so cute. I know. I know, no, he did. I mean, it's not all the time so <laughs> but the it seems to be often when you don't tell him to say hello it's, mm. it, it, that one happened by accident and I was like oh my gosh I can't believe I just caught that on film <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then now he, he will just sort of do it when he's waving randomly but yeah. not every time yeah. and it's really frustrating I don't even bother trying to get him to yeah. say it to perform because he's yeah. very contrary <laughs> So that's been really fun. And this morning, because every morning we wave goodbye to daddy 
And this morning we were looking out the window, waving goodbye, and the neighbor's dog ran out of the house. And Max just suddenly went, dog! <laughs> like, wow. Really loudly. I, I mean, I don't think he, there was a G on the end. He was more like, <laughs> but it was definitely as soon as yeah. he saw the dog. So yeah. he's he's definitely starting Piecing to sort it of together. Use no, he's and you know language is incredible because first of all, and I've t- told you this many times before, that about eight months ahead of spoken language comes um, understanding takes comes mm. um, receptive language, and so he he's already been banking down like months of understanding of words, and now he starts to say them. When they initially start talking, it is just kind of one word here, one word there, certainly not sentences. And then what will happen is that around about 18 months old, he'll have what we call a language explosion. And when the language explosion hits, and some little ones do a little earlier, and knowing Max, he might do it a little bit earlier. But when it hits, it's like the words tumble out of their mouth in full sentences. And it's just the most delightful time. And, and they say things wrong and it's just so cute. But language is really, for me, an absolutely fascinating thing. It, you know, it's so, it's so incredibly important to human beings and to our intelligence and to the way in which we connect with people. So it's awesome that he started his journey already before he's yeah. won. We can't wait for the funny phrases. We were at the zoo the yeah. other day and there was, we were looking at the bear and there was it, the bear was quite high up, <laughs> and he, it looked like the bear was trying to get down. And this little girl was standing there, and she started going, "Why don't you just jump?" My sister jumps down all the time, like <laughs> talking to the bear. <laughs> and Alex, I was like, "I can't wait to hear what Max is going to come out uh, with." No, he's going to be very um, funny. So yeah, that's going to be. That's good. But yeah, so that's been the good. The good. <laughs> I am sure that Max knows the concept of being naughty (laughs) but like in a funny way not not in a bad way he has been so cheeky or naughty i don't know what it is but that glint in his eye to see your response you know what you're doing so and the worst was one evening so obviously last time we were talking we kind of talked a little bit around dropping a nap Mm-hmm. in at between the 12 and 14 month mark Correct. and his on the app his awake window has shifted this week as well so it's now rather than two and a half to three it's three to three and a half so we're kind of juggling that a little bit and trying to make the routine work and then he also almost to the day after our podcast he started waking in the middle of the night for a period of time and so by the time he finally went down, he was then sleeping till about 7.30 in the morning, which then mm-hmm. when you're suddenly extending awake windows, it's really throwing the whole yeah, routine. This is, this is classic. Start. He's, he's going to drop that sleep about 12 months. Uh, okay. We went way well, to 14. So, but then what he was also <laughs> doing is there were two nights where he didn't actually, we put him down at the normal time, about quarter to seven. One evening he went till 8.30 mm-hmm. The next evening, he went till eight o'clock. But the evening he went till 8.30, he wasn't crying. He was messing around in his car, pulling things that he could, anything he could try and get his hands on, (laughs) things we'd never even noticed were there, like yanking them, staring into the camera, these wide (laughs) eyes. And then so eventually I had to go up because he nearly pulled the camera off its stand. So I had to go up and start rearranging where the camera is and taping it and things like that laughing at me the whole way through in hysterics just this is the funniest thing i've ever done (laughs) knowing exactly 
Then I went, I left downstairs. He threw his toy out the cart. As soon as I walked in the room to give it to him, he burst out laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I do not believe that he was not being naughty. (laughs) But it was so hard. It's cause and effect. I know. I know. That's the problem. And that's all he wants. He he wants you to laugh or you to come back into the room. So it is. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. Well, first of all, he's definitely showing all the signs of of needing to drop Mm. from two sleeps to one sleep. Um, And that's exactly, I mean, what you articulated there is exactly what happens because they have this either very late bedtime because they fitted in the two sleeps during the day and so bedtime gets pushed out from 7 till 8.30 or they have that two hours in the middle of the night which mm. then pushes their awake, wake up time a whole lot later exactly as you said or if they don't do that then they wake up really early and you, you clearly haven't had that because you'll be moaning about it and that's when they start <laughs> to wake up at four in the morning and then like that's oh, daytime gosh. yeah so if they do one of those three things but look you, you're heading for it you are three weeks away so he probably is a little bit too mm. young but i would say Cass, on the days that he pushes out to 7 a.m so if he does a 7 a.m wake up I would maybe experiment with combining his two-day sleeps. So instead of putting down hoppers 10, move that out till hoppers 11. So give him, like, it's, I know it's a long stretch because that'll be four and a half hours, which is a little long for him. But he'll then go down and sleep from hoppers 11 to hoppers 1. And then you just bring bedtime forward that night to 6. So you, you can do you can do it like that if he has a really mm-hmm. late. And if he wakes up later than 7 o'clock, you can do it. If he's waking up at between five and six, you're not going to be able to do that. He is going to need his two sleeps until he's a year old. Mm. Um, but you're going to have to start gauging it because that's what you're heading for. It's exactly what we see. It's, you know, that I always talk about the, those being the signs. Well, we've got, we've got all of that. Plus, of course, we're going on holiday where there's a two hour time difference and we're yes. traveling all day. So our, we are leaving our house at 8 a.m. and we're going to land at 5.30 local time, so 3.30 Mm-hmm. our time so he's gonna and I've got to try and work out when I'm going to get a sleep in in that time when he's got the excitement of airports and airplanes and changing airplanes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I, mm-hmm. I, I mean what time I've is got your first flight of the morning 9 30 in the morning okay so that I would then let him sleep on that flight I know it's a really short flight potentially mm, but for an hour <laughs> half an hour flight yeah it's going to be difficult um does he does he sleep in the pram he does. So my plan was to try and get him to sleep in between when, the two When you flights. get to Heathrow. Yeah, that's yeah. not a bad plan. That's actually, in fact, that's a good plan because your flight to Heathrow is a little short. You need mm. him to have one full sleep cycle. Yeah, so then keep him awake on the flight. Good plan. Put him down in the pram when you get there. Rock him until he goes to sleep. And then uh, then you've got obviously a delay of time in between the two flights. Yeah, we, if everything's times? on time, we've probably got, he can then fit in an hour's sleep if everything's on time. The other thing I was thinking is I could put him in the carrier and try and get him to sleep in the carrier so that I can walk onto the plane with mm. him asleep in the carrier mm. so that he can stay asleep. Until and he does the sleep in carriers. He has in the past. We haven't done it for a while. And you're going to be in a new place where he's going to be in an so I was going to try and get him to do one of the sleeps in the carrier tomorrow. Uh, it's a very good plan. It's exactly what I was <laughs> going to suggest. Try and do one test drive. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to try um, and do try that. Try and see if, you can work, if that can work. Yeah. So, uh, so it, is, it is complicated. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the, the one thing is to watch the awake times when you arrive in the, on the first two days. And that, that's why, you know, it's, whenever people ask me questions about changing time zones, I always say to them, this is the beauty of watching awake times rather than the clock because it'll work it out for you and it'll shift you in so yeah and I wondered I mean I've heard some people say oh you you know we kept them on 
UK time the whole time we were there and they just went to bed at nine o'clock with us and but then I also sort of felt well that means we don't get Mm. our evening Mm. are you do are you able to have a nanny there when you're there or no I've got grandparents there when we're there that's nice that's nice yeah so look I mean are you staying in a house or a resort villa yeah oh that's perfect okay that's perfect so he does you do get to have an evening yeah Yeah. no no I would shift his time zones I wouldn't try and keep him in the southern in a it's two weeks as well so I sort Mm. of think that's quite a long time to but, keep in the same time yeah. zone yeah yeah um so Very yeah that's exciting. Be well you're exciting. gonna have a wonderful time on holiday with him is he is he having his birthday there no we're back uh two days before his birthday okay all right okay so we'll get to see him around about that time that's great yeah. Yeah, well exactly. Cass it's been wonderful to chat and I think the next time we chat will be around his birthday and we'll do a birthday yeah. celebration chat but it has been wonderful connecting with you again and hearing what he's up to thank so, you yeah no it's it's very exciting he, he is really developing such personality now so it, it's great fun that's too precious it really is yeah well Cass thanks for the chat and enjoy your trip thank you so much Meg thank you bye Bye. thanks to everyone who joined us we will see you the same time next week until then download ParentSense app and take the guesswork out of parenting